Welcome to our podcast, Inside SAP S4HANA. There is no customer success without product success and project success. Our last episode with Chad Smith, who is the co-founder of the Demand Driven Institute, was about laying the foundation of what DDMRP is and what we can expect from it in theory. This episode is about for those who want to go one step further and listen to SAP consultants that have implemented DDMRP with SAP S4HANA. Please welcome with me Stefano Alati from Capgemini and Ferenc Guyashi from SAP. My name is Marcus, Marcus Hotelt, and I work as product expert in manufacturing and supply chain in the SAP S4HANA product success, co-innovation, and content team. Hi, Stefano. Welcome to our podcast, and it's great having you. Hello, Marcus. Really thanks for the invite. You're welcome, and also a big welcome to Ferenc from SAP for joining our podcast today. Hello, Marcus. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you on board. Stefano, you're based in Italy. Where exactly? I'm uh, in the north of Italy, between Milan and uh, Lecco Lake. Uh, it's a cold uh, region, uh, Brianza. Ah, beautiful. Did you also grow up in that region? Yes, I was born here and uh, after 40 years I'm still living here. So it's a nice place. I can imagine. Um, myself, I love risotto and polenta. And what is your favorite dish? <laughs> I like uh, very much every kind of risotto, but uh, you know, I, I'm Italian, so I, I also love pizza. Ah, good pizza is always good. And tell us a bit about your job and what Capgemini actually does. So Capgemini is one of the biggest uh, consulting company in the world. Uh, Capgemini is also ranked as a number one globally in uh, SAP S4HANA certification. About me, I, I can say that uh, 2021 is my 12 years uh, in this family. And today I'm a supply chain expert and, and uh, an engaged manager of SAP projects. Perfect. Thank you so much. Ferenc, tell me about yourself. Um, yes, I was, I was born and raised in the western part of Germany in a city near Cologne. And Cologne is also the city where I went to university. Um, I joined SAP Consulting in, in Hamburg in the year 2007 as business processes consulting, a consultant um, in the area of supply chain planning. And now I'm one of the responsible persons for a couple of add-ons uh, we developed at SAP Consulting together with customers in the area of inventory optimization. Very good. Good having you on board as well. And what makes the job at SAP so special and what do you actually do in more detail? So I'm, I'm very lucky from my point of view, not just because SAP is really a great employer, but also because I'm, I'm really glad that I can focus in my daily life on, on the newest, best of breed supply chain planning methodologies and solutions, uh, especially together with customers and also a lot of experts within the SAP environment. So SAP colleagues and then the partner network. And I think especially demand driven is a great example for this. Perfect for our podcast. And I know you're an SAP press author. And do you like to write? Yes, absolutely. So I think the way how the authorship forces you to structure a topic and to explain it to uh, the audience in a comprehensive manner 
to enable a deeper understanding helps me a lot also in my daily life because I think that that is really a core competency of uh, consultants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe we should uh, make you an offer to join our enablement team. Just kidding. But um, before we start, Stefano and Ferenc, uh, tell me one secret about yourself. Okay, but, uh, whatever I will tell you, it will be no more a secret. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's quite easy. So this is uh, my first uh, podcast. Very good. So from my side, uh, maybe it's not a secret, but I'm, I'm interested in the history of economics, especially in the transition between uh, socialistic uh, economy, economies and uh, market-oriented ones. Mm, this sounds very interesting. Would be another podcast. <laughs> sure. So let's just dig in. And in this podcast, we want to learn from two SAP DDMAP implementation specialists um, of how DDMAP can be actually implemented with SAP S4HANA to gain value. Um, I was a consultant myself, and I usually and and yeah, usually customers came with questions for new SAP topics, or I had to invest some time or make some experience experience on my own with the new technology or topics. And Stefano and Ferenc, uh, what was the reason, motivation to get into the topic of DDMRP for you? I don't like the, the, the comfort zone. So when, when I see new interesting topics, uh, I always want to, to approach them. And due to this, every time there's a project with uh, innovation, I'm there. I was thrilled when I started my latest experience because uh, implementing the DMRP in S4ANA is a very, very interesting point. Mm -hmm. yeah, so from my side, uh, in my daily job, I was already focused on, on topics like inventory positioning or sizing for more than 10 years when the demand-driven journey in our part of the organization started. And uh, when we had the first internal discussions on this topic, um, it was prior to the first DDMLP-enabled S4HANA release, I really became curious what might be behind this and how this might help the customers uh, to solve the problems they had with the old environment, the material planning in, in the SAP systems based on the MLP principle. I think even if SAP added a lot of specific functions to this traditional MIP approach, there are a lot of things customers are facing with this approach. And I think demand-driven MIP tackles at least most of them. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You both answered um, my next question on a high level already. And, but how do you, did you really train yourself? Um, maybe you can go a little more into detail. What can you advise our customers or other SAP partners, how should you train yourself on, this, on the subject of DDMRP even further? So just, uh, just reading. At night, when I go to bed, I, I often take my tablet and start reading articles, blogs, books. I don't know if it is strange, but uh, what I read just before sleeping remains better in my mind. So I think reading is really a great point. Uh, personally, for me, uh, as, as mentioned, I was part of uh, several implementation projects and optimization projects within the SAP, SAP supply chain part um, over more than a decade. And uh, I think uh, the focus of these projects was really much going into the same direction as we are going today with DDMIP projects. So I think this was a good preparation for sure. 
But another major pillar was the contact to the DDI directly, especially to Carol Tuck, uh, who supported our upskilling at SAP. And I think I also need to mention the contact to other experts uh, within the SAP environment uh, who were there to discuss and argue a lot about all the pros and cons of the different approaches. And maybe last but not least, for sure, the customer implementation over the last couple of years helped a lot to get a deeper understanding. And I, I need to add, the amazing thing is that the longer I'm working with this demand-driven approach, the more I like it. Uh, even after all these years, there's a lot of amazing new things that I can discover constantly. Very good. Thank you. And if you would have to explain DDMRP to customers in a typical elevator pitch, what would you say? Maybe, Stefano, you start. I would just say that demand-driven could help him and his company. I would leave him uh, my business car for uh, a future meeting. And, and that's all. I think uh, that demand-driven is an important innovation and it does not uh, deserve just uh, a few minutes. So I will take your business card gladly. And you, Ferenc, what, what would you tell customers? I think I would say that uh, demand-driven MIP is a holistic planning philosophy which is intuitive, consistent, and it tackles the issues most, if not all, supply chain planning organizations have today. Very good. Thank you. Stefano, I know you just implemented DDMAP at a customer that is a worldwide leader in Fastener solutions. What were the reasons for that customers to implement DDMAP? Yeah, you know, the, the automotive market uh, is complex and uh, customer demand uh, is not always accurate. So you just need to be safer if you want to, to always reply present to what uh, customers are, uh, are ask, asking. So manage uh, buffers is a really good uh, solution. Mm -hmm. I see. And how did you structure or set up the implementation? Uh, quite easy. Uh, we explain uh, demand-driven pillars uh, to, to the business people and they immediately reacted uh, with uh, interest. So we then prepare uh, a proof of concept, presented uh, to them and just say, uh, yeah, that's uh, what we need. That's nice. And what was your biggest challenge? Yeah, the, the main effort was in product classification, in uh, identification of the best uh, horizon for, uh, for which calculate the average daily usage was also uh, a good point uh, to reach out. Yeah, I see. I see. And how did you handle the change management process? Because from a classical manufacturing optimization standpoint, PDMAP needs change management, in my opinion. Yeah, you are right. Uh, we were lucky on this. We, we are doing a, a big uh, ERP and processes uh, transformation project and the business organization is moving too. So the, the process owners were uh, the drivers of the changes and uh, today they are changing the, the planner mindset versus uh, the net flow position and the zone uh, concept. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Stefano. Ferenc, um, with your big expertise in implementing DDMRP, what are the main reasons customers come to you for advice in terms of DDMRP? 
So I would divide the customers into two groups. I think uh, one heard about DDMIP, found some aspects of it interesting, and now they want to find out how they can utilize this to solve the issues they are facing in their daily planning life. And I think the other one is already enthusiastic about DDMIP, and they want to find out how they can implement it, especially within SAP. For sure, we try to support both groups. For example, with an assessment we have developed that helps to find out what potential benefits a demand-driven implementation might have, especially in their environment, or with proof of concepts or roadmapping services. Mm. Speaking of those proof of concepts, the Demand-Driven Institute publishes on their website very high percentages of customer service improvements, lead time reductions reductions in inventory as well as supply chain costs through cutting, expediting activities and or ignoring false signals. In addition, the Demand-Driven Institute writes that manufacturing planners see priorities instead of conflicting message of classical MRP. Can you confirm that for your customers after SAP, S4HANA, DDMRP implementations? Today, I cannot confirm so much improvements. I, I think you need uh, some times before to be able to see your KPI going up. But for sure, the first uh, reachable goal is to reduce the stockout. And so be always able to satisfy the customer demand. So I think it's important to mention that not the DDI itself publishes these numbers. In most cases, it's the customers that explain the experiences they made with the approach. So, for example, in presentations at the demand-driven world, it's the event in this environment. And I think that speaks for itself. Thank you for your expertise in that uh, judgment and also um, also mention, mentioning the demand-driven world, which is a very good event. And when we look at the five steps of DDMRP, the first step, positioning, strategic decoupling is critical. And how do you work with your customers to find those decoupling points when implementing DDMRP with SAP s You must know very well your business and you must also trust uh, the system. The product classification is a very challenging step. So buffer position is strongly based on that result. Uh, I would agree. Okay. And how do you handle DDMRP master data in general? Uh, we, we did tons of simulations. And uh, at the end, uh, we decided to apply the, the best practice recommendation regarding the, the buffer profiles, especially for the spike horizon and the spike demonstration. So we in our department, we particularly developed some add-ons within the S4HANA environment um, that enables then the master data maintenance based on a, on a policy, on a clear demand-driven policy. And there's also simulation attached to this approach. And uh, I think it's important to mention that this is uh, something you can utilize in your S4HANA environment, but also in conjunction with uh, SAP IBP. Very, very good point, Ferenc. And in the second phase of DDMRP called Protect, you set the buffer profiles and levels and eventually make dynamic adjustments. How do you calculate the ADU, average daily usage, used for the DDMRP buffers with clients? Yeah, for the moment, uh, we decided to have the average daily usage calculated just using uh, historical data, so the, the past horizon. But uh, we are already studying and comparing the results 
if we switch to include also the, the forecast in the future horizon. The adjustment is um, very powerful, but uh, on the other side, uh, it also brings some risk. And we are smoothly introducing adjustment on single zone because uh, from uh, our point of view, the, the adjustment on uh, average daily usage is requiring uh, more real experience. So I, I agree again. Also, my customers are focused on uh, calculation of ADU based on past horizons, especially at the beginning. But I, I would say more and more are now trying to investigate um, the, the usage of combined approaches, so past and future data. Uh, sometimes this is also called the blended approach. Um, and regarding the dynamic adjustments, they are used, but mostly in exception cases, I would say. Yeah, this is what I also heard. Thank you for both for your expertise in that area. Um, when you talk about past horizons, uh, how many weeks do you actually see that uh, most customers include into their ADU calculations? It's not a rule, but uh, in general, from six to eight weeks uh, in, the, in the past horizon. Yes, from my point of view, six to eight weeks can, can be seen very often. Sometimes it's more, but that depends on the business, I would say. Some companies already had prior to the DDMIP implementation some calculations in place and they got used to longer horizons. That's my experience. But they need to find the, uh, the way that works best for them, maybe also related to the different products they have been planning. Thank you. Yeah. And then in step four and five, we find demand-driven planning and visible and collaborative execution. SAP offers apps to monitor demand-driven replenishment for production planners. So recently, we introduced the app Projected On-Hand Alters Stockouts. And with this app, you can monitor actually the occurrence of material stockouts closely and hence ensure that optimum quantities of stocks are maintained. Um, we designed the app to display stock alerts in the future before the actual replenishment takes place. From your point of view, is this enough or do you think customers require even further functionality? Yeah, well, th that's great. I was not yet aware about uh, this innovation. Uh, I think uh, it's a real uh, step forward. Uh, in general, my customer is more focused on take a decision based on planning priority, but just because uh, they can easier manage uh, any internal or external expedite. So my professor at university taught me that there's one answer which is always correct to every question in supply chain planning. And, and this answer is it depends. So I think that's also true here. A customer starting the DDMIP journey will find everything they need within these apps, I think. But uh, then after the implementation, I think it needs to be determined what might be useful additionally for the planning and especially of, of certain products. I see. I agree. Yeah. And um, in your opinion, is DDMIP a good methodology to make strategic decisions on in your sales and operational process as well? Yeah, it's a very good question. As first impact, I, I would say yes. But uh, please, uh, Marcus, keep this question for our next podcast, because in coming months, I will go through an IBP project and uh, it will be a good opportunity to understand the demand-driven scenario in IBP 
and so verify the, the potentials and the integration also with uh, the SNOP process. I'll keep that in mind, Stefano. Well noted. <laughs> yeah, maybe from my, my side, uh, I think it is for sure. But yeah, Stefano already mentioned it. Uh, this question alone can, can fill maybe series of, of podcasts. So I would be glad to discuss this with you in detail in, in another one. I, I just wrote that down too, parents. <laughs> I will come back to you. Um, one last question. Looking at bringing the production planning and operational features closer together with PDMRP in the future, what is the most important component in that equation in your opinion? I know very well the, the PPDS component. So I know the high potential and value it can bring. But uh, today I'm quite curious about the predictive MRP. So I, I hadn't got a chance to implement it so far, but I read very interesting blogs uh, regarding it. Stefano, um, predictive MRP is actually a very hot topic and I was uh, lucky that I could uh, be part of the development or, or watch it as being in an enablement team. And if you want to, we can discuss it offline and um, just give me a call and I'll show it to you in the system if you want to. And you, Ferenc, what do you think? So I think that the linkage between DDMLP and the detailed scheduling part will really round up the offering customers can use as part of their demand-driven journey, especially to enable them the implementation of a real demand-driven operating model approach. And yeah, I'm, I'm convinced there's a lot of interesting stuff to come. Thank you. All right. I think that's a good note to end this episode on. Stefano and Ferenc, thank you very much for joining today and sharing your insights about DDMRP. Uh, Marcus, again, thanks a lot for the invite. It was a pleasure to be part of your poster. And also, Ferenc, it was nice to be here with you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm, I'm really glad to have the chance to discuss these topics with you guys. Thank you. And let's not forget, this is a series of three episodes where we discuss about DDMRP. Already, you learned about DDMRP theory and the role of the Demand-Driven Institute in the first DDMRP podcast. In this one, you learned about implementing it with SAP S4HANA. The next one will be with the customer that implemented DDMRP. So stay tuned. If you all enjoyed today's discussion and would like to learn more, Stay tuned for the next one. As always, feel free to drop us an email via insightss 4 at sap.com and let us know which topics are of your interest. Tune in next time and be inside SAP S for HANA.